to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. From Megora, St. Patty's Day is upon us, and we're looking for the luck of the Irish around Walt Disney World. But first, travel news, including Disneyland Paris has a celebration all their own, and the Muppets are back on TV for a little mayhem. Grab your shillelagh and look out for leprechauns. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurer Society. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. My name is Dan Leonard, and joining me in the studio this week is Heather Strait. Hello. And Jeff Williams. My name is Jeff Williams. Still? Are you sure? Yep. Okay. Okay. Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Well, guys, it's almost time to celebrate the greenest of holidays. I'm not talking about Earth Day. I'm not talking about Arbor Day. <laughs> I'm not even talking about 420. Obviously, it's time for St. Patrick's Day. Slancha. Yeah. What she said. Or slanty. <laughs> Jeff comes from. Hey, you can kiss my Blarney Stone. Yeah, we've got some great ways to celebrate around the Disney parks. But first, travel news. Starting with uh, Disney, Disneyland Paris has a special anniversary all their own this year. It's, uh, they're celebrating the big 3-0. 30 years. Crazy. The first time I went to Disneyland Paris, it was their 15th anniversary. So I feel old. So that was probably like 10 years ago? Yeah, a year or two, something like that. <laughs> Just doing a little quick math. Yeah, you're pretty good at the mental math. Last week when we were at Walt Disney World, we overheard a guest say, calling it Euro Disney. Oh, it was like, not. It hasn't been called that since before it opened. Yeah. <laughs> little... I think it was called yeah. that for three years. Very brief. You know what? It's a stupid still, name. Like the Euro Disney Railway is still. Yeah, some, there are some. There's still remnants everywhere. in there. Yeah. They opened on April 12, 1992. Crazy. I was eight years old. But they decided to they decided to kick off their 30th anniversary celebration on March 6th for some reason. And it will go for at least a year. Months? Yeah, probably 18 months. <laughs> and to celebrate, they have ruined Minnie Mouse forever. Oh, gosh, you're going to go right to the pantsuit, huh? I was yeah. going to save that for later. Apparently, that's the pantsuit anniversary. <laughs> I don't understand why everyone is so upset that Minnie Mouse is wearing pants. Because Minnie Mouse is a female, and females always wear a dress. Or it shirt. is 2022, folks. It is mm. not 1922, but people are so upset. That she's got a new outfit designed by Stella McCartney and it's pants. Look, first they took Lola Bunny and they made her not be all sexy anymore. Then they came for the Green M and she's not sexy anymore. And then they took Minnie Mouse and they put pants on her so that her 
underpants don't stick out from underneath her dress. And Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit's got her boobs covered. Yeah. Yeah. What are they doing to all of our cartoon ladies? She's wearing like a trench coat or something. I liked her big furry boobs. <laughs> oh, wait. She's not furry. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you're it. looking at, but they got a lot going on for the 30th anniversary. Their Avengers campus is opening this summer. Hmm. Yeah. They'll have their own web slingers. And I don't know how I missed this, but Rock and Roller Coaster is no longer Rock and Roller Coaster. It's the Iron Man Coaster. Mm-hmm. Yep. That happened already, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, it happened like Right after we were there writing it, there was a big science about it while we were. Yeah, and I remembered that when I read <laughs> this article, but I had completely forgotten that they were getting rid of the the whole rock and roller coaster. It was barely a rock and roller coaster anyway. It was terrible. Yeah. I hated that. Which means it's going to be a terrible Iron Man coaster because they didn't it replace the coaster. They just put different stuff in there. Yeah, they gave the cars a paint job. And they put an arc reactor in there somewhere and changed the music. And- it's very rough. It's a very rough roller coaster. Like Rock and Roller Coaster at Disney World is super smooth and yeah. great. This one is just a knock your head around like the old Hulk coaster used to be. Oh, yeah. And I'm not epileptic, but I swear I was too seconds away from a seizure on that ride. <laughs> the flashing lights. It was terrible. I hated it. Yeah. Not like that one at all. Yeah, we wrote it. Well, more than yes. one time. <laughs> yes, we did. That Thank is you, Joe, for your children. Yeah. They're also getting a bunch of new shows. They're getting a new show during the day called Dream and Shine Brighter. So exciting. Disney's Dream and Shine Brighter? That is just as Dream and Shine Brighter. But the cool thing is they're getting a, a new nighttime show, and it sounds really great. It features... Over 200 drones, which mm-hmm. is great. It's the first time that they've done a drone show over there, a castle in a Disney park. And they've added the, you're right. They've added video projections, a light illuminated water jets, all kinds of cool stuff. But I saw some photos of it and the drone work looks killer. Is it in the Disneyland park? It is in the Disneyland park over the Cinderella Castle. Which, oh, sorry, it's not Cinderella Castle there. Ugh, it's Sleeping Beauty Castle. Yeah, that, yeah that's the one. That's uh, have the they one. made the studio park for the anniversary? Have they managed to make the studio park a place that people want to visit? No, They're sir. working on it. That's where Avengers Campus is, so that helps. It's I like weird. a lot of parts of it, but it's like a weird jumbled mess there. It is, and they're, they're starting to get it to have a, a bit of a better theme. Avengers Campus opens this summer. They're also putting, that's where the frozen land is going to go. And Galaxy's Edge is going there as well. That's back when they did the big buyout a few years back. Yes. Started really focusing on fixing. The way the studios park is, you walk in, there's like a very small courtyard. The whole thing is supposed to look like a working studio. But it's like you walked into the backside of, it's like you came in by the rock and roller coaster entrance of Hollywood (laughs) Studio. So as soon as you walk in, there's a very small courtyard, but it's all just soundstage looking ugly drab buildings beyond this cute fountain. And you have to go through a soundstage that has a tacky food court to, before you yes. go anywhere. This, I don't know that who thought that was a good idea. With its terrible burgers. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time. Welcome here. to Disney. Here's a food court from the mall in the 90s. Yes. And 
But the rest of the park is cool. The Rimmy area is beautiful, and they've got a pretty neat, I like Toy the Story Toy Story area. play. It's more like a kid's play area and smaller. Very cool. Yeah, they got some cool mm-hmm. rides there, though. They've got that Tower of Terror is awesome there. Attraction. RCA. I love it, and no one will ever ride it with me. <laughs> I don't. Those rides make me sick. The little, like the swinging pirate ship or any of that repetitive motion gets me i think once they get all of these new lands into that park it's going to be a really great park and it'll stand up well next to the disneyland park there which is is great it did need a little bit of love though it was starting to get pretty run down the disneyland hotel is one of my favorite disney hotels because of where it is right there at that front of the park and at the entrance but the last time we were there, it was looking rough. Yeah, a lot of rotten wood, actually, on the exterior of it. We were waiting for something. I don't remember what we were waiting on, but we were looking up in the corners of these buildings and the around the guest services area that all sits beneath the hotel. It was just falling it, apart. Yeah, and you'd never see that at, mm-hmm. in the U.S. And so they're, they now that they have full ownership of the park, they're, ta- they're getting it and whipping it into shape. And a lot of it is done. Cinderella, I keep calling it Cinderella Castle. (laughs) Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's big like Cinderella Castle. Their beautiful castle got a makeover, and I don't know if either of you saw it. I don't know how I feel about it because I always thought that was really the most beautiful castle. It's a beautiful castle. And it was a subtle pink color, and it is not subtle anymore. They redid it with a a color scheme that's very similar to Cinderella Castle. I think that's why I keep calling it that, because I keep looking at this picture, and it's they've redone. The turrets are that very bright, shimmery royal blue. The pink is Hmm. really in-your-face pink, and they've put a lot of gold on it. It needed a little bit of a refurb. It was getting a little faded. But Is this just for the 30th, we think? Like It was definitely done for the 30th, but I don't know whether they'll go back to the old, more subtle color scheme. It's, I don't know, it's still a beautiful castle, but it looks a little it's more a little cartoony. Closer. It's a little closer to the castle cake color now. Yes, it's not, it's not quite it full is. on Pepto. Yeah, but it's getting there. But it's very pink. Oh, you know what? I actually really like it. I'm looking. It's at very. It. It's very. I like very the stripe because they've got the deep pink and the light pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Cool. It's not as bad as I was expecting. No, that's why I said it was conflicted because I don't think it's ugly. I just really loved the subtleness of the way that it used to look. I will say that subtleness is from 15 years of needing a paint job. Yes, this is true. <laughs> That's like true. the Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World was chalky white. It used to be like a blue and then it became mm-hmm. like a gray that yeah. was almost white. That's true. The gold trim they put on those spires is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It is really pretty. And it the is the cap on the top one. It's the centerpiece of their new nighttime show. Oh, so the drones, the, the drones are all above the show. I saw some photos of it and they do some cool things with the drones. At one point, all 200 of them form this huge Mickey head attached to the side of the castle. Nice. It looks really killer. Yep. Is it the Mickey head 30? They do that at one point. Yeah, they oh, form a, a really sparkly cool Mickey head 30. Yeah. And there's a new anniversary theme song here. I'm going to hit you with some more French. It's mm-hmm. called Un Monde qui s'illumine, which means a world that lights up. 
So it's all about, I think they're trying to pull in the the idea that it's set in the city of lights and well, and they still call cool. I don't know what their new nighttime show, but their nighttime show was still called Illumination. Mm-hmm. There. So I've never and, uh, been Jeff able to mentioned that, that it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's difficult to see it. It's difficult to see it live if you visit in the summer because it stays light so late there. We were on there on Main Street at 1030 at night and it was still. Everybody was waiting for the for it to get dark and they had champagne carts like nice, good champagne (laughs) all up and down Main Street. I love Disneyland Paris. Jeff, you mentioned that Mickey had 30 logo. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that's. One thing that caught my eye when they first announced preparations for the anniversary, the color scheme for this compared to the iridescent 50th at Walt Disney World and that that Mickey had 30, that just looks so It's so classy. It really does. It's a really sexy looking logo there. Yeah, they kind of got a little bit of a classier celebration than we did, didn't they? There's no iridescent anything. It's Paris versus America. This is true. Paris and Central Florida. <laughs> a little different. Basically, things went exactly as you should have expected. <laughs> that's right. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yep. Thanks, Brandon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, hop over to the other Sleeping Beauty castle. Uh, Disneyland Resort is uh, kicking off their International Food and Wine Festival. Food and Wine opened on March 4th, and this is very short. It only goes to April 6th. And it's a little, not a little different, it's a lot different from Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. And one of the things I love about it is every year it's completely different. They don't bring back the same food. Their culinary team thinks up something new every year. And this year, the whole theme of it is always California. It's California ingredients, California cuisine. But the overarching theme is comfort food. So a lot of the stuff you'll find on the menu is a play on things like macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. and But elevated. So there's like a glazed pork belly hot dog. Which sounds really delicious. An IPA sausage dog. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> sausage dog. IPA sausage dog. IPA sausage dog. <laughs> yeah. There's something called peanut butter and jelly mac, mm. which mm. I was afraid was going to be mac and cheese with peanut butter and jelly in it, but it's actually what a else? dessert. So it's a savory macaroni dish topped with brown sugar and strawberry crackle. That's not I don't it. know about that one. No, it's elevated macaroni and cheese. <laughs> whatever the opposite say, lowered. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing the, Calif- the Californians are excited about is that in honor of the Food and Wine Festival, original Soren is back just for a month. I saw the sign went up. Yeah. Yeah, and when they opened, the first day they opened the attraction, they were handing out oranges in line. Mm, nice. <laughs> hey, I wish they'd just Pretty bring cool. that back. That Just admit that Soren Around the World is a hunk of junk. Yeah, or at least leave it there. If you want Soren Around the World in Epcot, fine, but... No, but, but California in Epcot, too. That would and call it Soren but... Over California. Yeah. yeah, they're also extending the festival into Avengers Campus. So you'll find a lot of very small 
tasting bites to go along with the theme in there. Yes. They have really boring food to pay homage to the Eternals. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan, huh? No, can't finish it. (laughs) I haven't been able to either, I have to admit. I just can't. I'm assuming to go with the comfort food theme, a lot of the merch centers around sweatpants and fuzzy slippers. That's probably a good thought. I hope so. They always have good stuff. There's going to be lots of deep fried things, which I think is great. I love. You know, I like that little festival. And it's usually at a time of year that's not sweltering because I guess it's just normally not sweltering there. Yeah. And it's not a super busy time of year either. Have they always done it in the spring? I remember being there for it and it was cool. Mm-hmm. But there was, when we were there, when we had KeyCon there in 20, whatever year that was. 17. 17. There was some sort of festival going on around DCA then. And I think it was, I think it was. Hmm. Maybe it was. I I yeah. thought it was always, I thought it was always opposite of Epcot. Yeah, I thought that too. But yeah. I, as before Dan said that, I was remembering that a bunch of us agents were all like mm-hmm. piled under a few umbrellas oh, yeah. eating all different And stuff. we were walking. And we had this little snap card. off cards to buy. Different yeah. Things. Oh, you're right. Credit yeah. yeah this was, this was early December. It was early December. So it was after Epcot was done. But it yeah. Was, yeah, it was there. So That's what I was saying. I remember wearing a jacket at, this festival, but maybe it was a different festival. They have a few. They could have been. I don't know. They had really good music there, though. They had a really good, like, cool, like, klezmer rock. Mm-hmm. I like klezmer music. <laughs> yeah, they'll have a lot of live music, live entertainment, mixology demonstrations. They have the celebrity chefs. Some of the same stuff that Epcot does, but I don't know. I just, it's a smaller footprint and it just seems like an easier more easygoing i like i love the disneyland festival it's there's a there's going to be a section that's all food from california food trucks they consider themselves the creators of the food truck culture and so there's a bunch of food trucks that'll be there it shall be neat and who's going to prove them wrong this is true i want to go to that festival absolutely disneyland in general and everything with everything opening back up, you don't have to wear masks at Disneyland. You don't have to be vaccinated to go to Universal Studios Hollywood. It's all so that was apparently a different more. festival. I looked it up in 2017, it was March 10 through April 16. Okay, so there was some so, festivals we were at, some kind of festival holiday. of deliciousness that we got to see. Maybe it was something holiday. holiday, yeah. Maybe one of the bands they could get to come and play could be Electric Mayhem. I hear they're recording an album. Yeah, apparently that's the premise of their brand new TV series. Brand new show on Disney Plus. Yeah. Finally, after 40 years, they're, they're finally yeah. getting into the studio, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it says that the basic premise is that they're going to be recording their debut album. <laughs> yeah, they finally got signed. Finally. <laughs> <Since> 1978. <laughs> More than 45 years after making their debut on the Sesame Street spinoff, The Muppet Show. It still cracks me up that was a spinoff of Sesame Street. It cracks me up that they feel like they need to say that. We don't know who the Muppets are at this point. Right. right. Yeah. They haven't exactly been super active. How many TV shows and movies have you had, Dan? That's true. That's fair. 
But nobody seems to like anything. Oh, <laughs> well, the two movies, recent movies were big hits. And then that Haunted Mansion. So I hope that's good. But I did not like either of the two new Muppet shows they tried to do. Yeah, that new one where, what was it called? That, that Miss Piggy was a night that had her own late night. It was a lady of the evening. It was called where Rolf was putting together their, they were streaming, they're making like YouTube shows. Yes. And it was in the style of The Office with the candid interviews. Before that, in like 2017, they had that other show, Muppets Now or whatever, that that didn't do well either. Remember, they were recording that and we were like, cool, we get to tour the studio. And they're like, nope, you go next door to see the Blackish set. (laughs) Yeah. That was the one where Kermit and Miss Piggy split up. Yes. Yeah. They, that one, they went a little too hard on the making it an adult show. And so people didn't want to watch it with their kids. Mm-hmm. And then they just didn't really hook the adult yeah, to when, get it to stand on its own. Kermit and, and Piggy were what they called making bacon. I think they took that too far. <laughs> don't remember that. I don't remember that. <laughs> I've got high hopes, though. Yeah. After seeing what they did with Muppets, with the Haunted Mansion, that all they need to do is do that. And make it about the rock band. And they hope the rock so. band is great. Those characters are all hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like them. And I was had very high hopes till I saw that the human star of the show was Lily Singh. And I think she's. Yes. I don't know who that is. She had a show that came on after Seth Myers on NBC for a while. She's a YouTube star who they gave a TV show to that was just painfully awful. Which doesn't really sound like it would go well. She's yeah. a delightful person, but it was she was not one to do a late night show. So maybe she'll be good on this. I don't know. Well, but. the show's directed by what the or written by a creator of the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a show that I know exists. I haven't watched it, but I know it exists. It's not. I bad. haven't watched it either. I've watched it's a, the one that's a good like bit 80s, of it. Right. Yes. Yeah. I I subscribe to Disney Plus, so I watch. I'll, I I'll, point I'll my watch face it. At it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I'm, I have my fingers crossed. I hope that it's great. I love the Muppets, and I want them to have a big smash hit. What I was excited about that never came to fruition was before the pandemic, they were working, and after the success of the two recent Muppet movies, Bo Burnham was going to write and direct a Muppet movie. Oh, that, that would good. be great. I wish they would just bring back the Muppet show in that format, mm-hmm. variety show with Wacky sketches, Stars. celebrity guests. Yeah, they could do it like, like they're a little bit more like Saturday Night Live. Yes. Bring back pigs in space. Come on. They did it once in the 90s. And it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I remember Sandra Pollock being on it. I think mm-hmm. it was good. It went well. They could do it again. Muppets are good. And they need some love. That's That brings me to my trip report addendum. I just thought of another item to add to the addendum. Their store is closed. They closed that store in the back in the Muppets area. That store, and we just talked about yes. it's a wonderful shop. It's a wonderful shop is closed too. What? Yeah, they were both closed when we went there. But Do, why? Does like, it look like they're being refurbished or turned into something else, or just not open? Room closet. It's just not open. There was mm-hmm. black tarp. There was like black plastic sheeting over the doors, the glass doors, and this just a printed sign that said the store is not open. That is not good. And that's the weird thing. There's more than one shop that we saw in Hollywood Studios. So it's like that. It was like, it wasn't nicely presented. They close something, they'll turn it into a facade or something. They don't just 
out of also, business. Why <laughs> close your merch locations? Isn't that a right source of revenue? There's that other yeah. shop when you turn onto Sunset Boulevard. It's on the uh, if you're facing the terror, it's right at the corner on the right, left opposite. No, mm-hmm. on your left opposite of the uh, Starbucks. Oh yeah, it used to be oh. the villains in Vogue. Mm-hmm. No, it, no, it's the it's the shop that looks like a movie theater, and for a while they had the Toy Story Land merch in there. Oh yeah, okay, I know what you're talking and about. And that's closed yeah. too. And they did the same thing where it just looks like black plastic shoes. That that's been closed for a while too. And yeah, and they didn't just know what to do with it. Print out from a computer, and it's they make a sign or something. You don't just print it off on a computer. Hey, Bob, we we forgot to make That's a sign. Shameful. Can you type something up? <laughs> yeah, it was surprising and disappointing to see that. But is it printed on a dot matrix printer? <laughs> 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 it's on a Western Union telegraph form to uh, share your current. That would be okay. That'd be better than what they did have. Yeah. Let's see. So there's just a couple of short things I wanted to add to my trip report. Oh, one thing we had briefly talked about the Star Cruiser and Heather, mm-hmm. you mentioned the loner data pads. From what I'm seeing, just so that people don't get too excited about that, from what I'm seeing is that's a temporary thing. Oh. The app is not working great with phones. And of so course. they're giving out a phone that only has it on there that they've tested to make sure it works well and they expect to have it working for everybody else's phone. Mm, interesting. The end of this month. Or- I thought it was a great idea because it kept you in the story and you didn't have any of the other distractions. Well, I like too that you could also yeah. just use your phone for regular phone stuff. Mm-hmm. Or film yourself using your data pad. That would make sense. It, it it makes more sense to do it that way to me, but from what I've seen, cast reports. It's not to be. Cast are saying it's not going to be permanent. I've, I've started diving deep into the. the you're getting cruise. ready. You're getting ready <laughs> for your, your trip, Dan. You're working done. on your backstory. Yeah. They should have made the house excursion day be an hour before the park opens. So it's just you and your hotel yes. on the thing. That would be smart. That's really One hour, smart. open That's early. Then you're not in there with Johnny Jorts that's taking you right out of the story. (laughs) Or I would love it if they did it. After hours. Yeah, that's the uh, review I read said that. Like, why didn't they do that? When it's dark and Galaxy's Edge looks killer after dark. Yeah, I did see reports that surprisingly they're letting you go back and forth between planet and the ship on the transport. As long as it's during your window when you're scheduled to be there. Which just seems like why. Weird. I wonder why. Yeah. Maybe the transport saw, pool and people want to do it. I saw people saying that they like went once in their full-on, really elaborate costumes. Oh, for pics. And they took the transport back after they took pictures, changed into more comfortable clothes for the Florida climate. Yeah, because it's hot. Climate, and then went back. But that just seems like a waste mm-hmm. of... I also have been seeing trip reports that say, don't spend a lot of time in Batu because you can go to Batu whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And yep. if you stay back on the Halcyon, you could get involved in a lot more of the, the plot. Yeah, the plot. Stories. Some of them happen on Batu. I was going to yeah. say, at the same time, there are certain missions and stuff that they yes. send you to do on Batu. So balance yep. it out, play some of the storylines there. Yeah, we yeah. have to but actually the, the, take this moment to recant all the shit slinging I did. Yes, I was going to say, do you, would you like to issue a retract? I, I do. It's just so cool and I'm so excited. It does. And I, it, I just have to be able, I'm such a cynical 
turd that I really yeah. just have to. We've heard from people who have been on the revenue sailings where they, these weren't influencers who were given a free mm-hmm. trip and they all loved it. Yeah. But they also do say that you're going to get the most out of it if you let go of that cynicism and just. Yeah, they say, too, like you can sit back and watch and just hang out Mm -hmm. in the bar or whatever you want to do. But really to get your money's worth. And the cool part is it's like mystery dinner theater mixed with escape room. Yes. For two days. I'm excited. So you got to solve these things and people will slip you little notes and it just sounds so cool. Yeah, I think coming up, you know. And they finish the ceiling. That's finally. (laughs) Coming up maybe in a month or two, maybe I think we'll maybe do an episode we can talk about preparation and some of the. Yes. Interesting thing, because I'm. Are you going full LARPing cosplay dead? Oh, hell yeah. Dead. Oh, hell yeah. Dead. (laughs) I decided, Dan and I decided tonight I'm going to be a black market porg dealer. There's groups of people who are hiding porgs. I get little toy porgs all over the ship. Oh, and I'll bring the travelers to find. I got Apparently, the... on some cruise lines, there's a thing where you hide mini rubber ducks or you. Mm-hmm. And in the parks, the people hide painted rocks. Yeah. And so people are doing that on the Star Cruiser with tiny little porgs. There's some people making crocheted ones. Where can I get a supply porgs. of tiny little porg figurines? And see, so we're going to have to find a dealer. I'm going to have to find, see, I'm find me, send me a black picture market one and pork I'll dealer. Take them. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. So yeah, we'll talk. We, I think we can talk about some of the weird, interesting culture that's already forming around it. Yeah. I love so it. The preparations and things to know before. And I uh, found myself looking reports. at online at different cosplay things. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're going to get full on into it too. And then we'll reconvene after we've all, spent time on whatever my character is will be someone who wears shorts yes <laughs> perhaps aloha shirts you know that <laughs> well i do have that star wars jeff granito aloha shirt yeah. oh yeah good go. one perfect i'll wear that to dinner timeline is appropriate it, it's conceivable that you would have a shirt with those heroes of the i see jeff as a scoundrel heroes. character yeah i see jeff as a it's a barfly character, actually. Yeah, yeah. Ball vivant. Wow. Yeah. Man about town. And the one other thing I wanted to mention on the trip report, this is something, this is the first time I've gotten to do this because I didn't have children with me and I think it might get overlooked by a lot of people. We went into the, what do they call it? One Man's Dream, is it? That's mm-hmm. what it's called, the Walt Disney exhibit yep. at Hollywood Studios. And if you're a fan of... Disney of the Disney company, uh, Walt Disney, especially. My used to be. just. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real cool place to visit. There was some real, I didn't realize that they have the model of the Randy Kincaid's cabin and the dancing man, which is basically like the first animatronic. I haven't been in there in years. And, and that just seeing that dancing man, I just stopped and my jaw dropped. I was like, Oh my God. Cause reading about, so that was really cool. I did feel bad for the very nice old lady who is probably one of the oldest cast members of <sighs> property down by the movie theater end because everybody got down to the end and saw that there was a movie that she had to wait for and then turned around and left through the entrance. Oh, no. We did also. 
Lonely old lady. Oh, <laughs> I always well, felt bad for the people who worked in the in the Norway ride in the movie theater. Yeah. You get off that boat, yes. and just haul ass through there. These are like people <laughs> from Norway that from are proud Norway. to show off their beautiful country, and then people are like, <laughs> gotta go get. We saw the trolls. We saw the polar bears. Well, that film was so outdated. Yes, <laughs> and once you saw it thirty times. Mm-hmm. I always felt a so, little bit rude, go, just blown it off. Right. <laughs> but you still did, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I watched it yeah. probably 10 times yeah. before I realized, wait a minute, I can just uh, play it. I can just keep walking. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if, if you're a fan of Walt Disney and the... I am a fan. See some of that history. There's some really cool models from original planning sessions and... Like that. So they had his office in there, too. Is that still there? Yes. Because mm-hmm. scale his office... Yeah, his office desk, a reproduction of uh, animation desk from his very first animation studio. Also, his elementary school desk with his initials carved into the top. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, Was he one of the people cool that, that were responsible exists. for Disneyland and Disney World? I'm sorry, what was that? <clears throat> Is Walt Disney one of the people that was responsible for Disneyland and Disney World? There was a child... And by child, I want to say it was like a tween who like they were wandering through. And when we got to the section of it where it was like early Mickey Mouse and there was some very early Mickey Mouse toys, he goes, Mom, is this the guy who made Mickey Mouse? Oh, <laughs> oh. that's just bad parenting. How does that happen? You're here. How but, did you not know that? Yeah, but yeah. we're in that exhibit. Yeah, no, they know. They should. But yes, definitely check that out. It's worth 10, 15 minutes it takes to walk through. Yeah, definitely. I need to go back. I, I haven't been since Wyatt was little. And then he's like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are so lame. I know. They shouldn't be allowed in the theme parks. Why do people bring them there? It's a waste. Stick around <laughs> because after the commercial break, we're wearing the green and celebrating St. Patrick's Day around Walt Disney World Resort. It's- When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Finally, that one week a year where everyone becomes Irish. Sadly, Walt Disney World doesn't dye the Seven Seas Lagoon green or have any kind of 
big parade with bagpipers and leprechauns and lucky charms, but you can still oh, they should. celebrate around. They should. Maybe you can find some lucky charms at a food court. They're magically still- delicious. <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, you can still find some ways to celebrate around the parks. Let's, let's get the most obvious option out of the way first. Over at Disney Springs, there's obviously Raglan Room. Absolutely. Okay. Quick question, though. Do you know either of the history of St. Patrick's Day? Uh, Why are we uh, snakes, potatoes. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's when he drove the potatoes out of Ireland, <laughs> causing the potato right. famine. And then they came to yeah. America and they got the, they liked the Jews. It's obvious that they made corn beef. Dan, you're being ridiculous. It's obviously oh, oh. Mexican Independence Day. <laughs> really oh, close. St. Patrick's Day really is an American holiday, oddly, because in Ireland, St. Patrick's Day is a religious holiday. It's a feast day, one of the many feast days in the Catholic Church. And they do not, at least they did not, celebrate it the way that we do with all of the wearing of the green and getting drunk and all kissing each other's Blarney stones correct (laughs) it really sprang out of the Irish folks who have who emigrated to the United States and wanted to have a little bit of a, a celebration of their own history and it turned into something just really uniquely American with Chicago dying their river breathing. I, I just it's fantastic. <laughs> if you've ever seen it in person, I highly recommend it. It's shocking and, and really green. And probably great for the earth. So green. I don't know what they use. Super authentically Irish. Yes. <laughs> but the kind of thing you see around here with people wearing green and, and wearing orange and white and green and wigs and the beads and all of that is just not it's not actually an Irish thing. It's an Irish-American thing. Mm-hmm. And what started doing it in Ireland once the Americans started going to Ireland. Exactly. The celebrations then realized there wasn't anything, so they... Apparently, Christmas started out as a religious thing, too. Really? Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. The fake white beard and the red fuzzy suit, that's an American invention. Huh. That's so good to know. Look, we need to start a history podcast, you guys. But what better place to celebrate such a uniquely American holiday than Walt Disney World? And yes, Dan, you're right. The most obvious thing to do is to start at Raglan Road, and they actually make it a whole week. They call it the Mighty Festival, St. Patrick's Week, not day. Mm. And so this year it starts on the 11th and runs through the 17th, and every day they have of March. Oh, yeah. Yes. And every day they have live music, both indoors and outdoors. They have, of course, their the Raglan Road Irish dancers, which they have all the time. But really a ton of great live music. Lots of bluegrass, which if you know anything about bluegrass, it comes really comes from its from Irish roots. And then a lot of a lot of Irish bands. The Men of Erin will be playing this year. Emerald Shore. Tons of stuff. Playing and then they have at the out on the patio at the out on the they have two. They have the main pub stage indoors and then they have the patio stage. Oh, so outside. they forego the normal step dancers show <laughs> and have these full bands playing. Yes. And then the step dancers will come out in between sets of the bands and do the Irish dancing. So it looks like the step dancers perform six times a day. And then it all culminates on March 17th when all of the bands that they've had playing throughout the week will 
all of them will be playing all day long. They rotate in their sets. That's fun. And it's it looks so fun. I've never been to Raglan Road on... I, you can't even get near the place. I've been a few years to Disney Springs during on St. Patrick's Day, and man, is it, that whole area is crowded. Mm-hmm. And it's they do recommend that between the 11th and the 16th, you really need a reservation if you want to go because they're so crowded. But... On St. Patrick's Day, it's first come, first serve. They don't take reservations and you just got to get there early. They open at 10 a.m. and people are lined up to get in and get their spot for the rope drop in a bar. That is. Yes. Nice time. Do they they put a time limit on your stay like at Oga's Cantina? No, but on St. Patrick's Day, it is there's a $20 cover charge for a guest 18 and up. And a 12 drink minimum. Challenge accepted. And they, they look like a ton of fun. I, I love Raglan Road. It's it's a lot of fun, even mm-hmm. when it's not St. Patrick's Day. And they Sunday. bookend the week, uh, Sunday to Sunday, they'll have their Irish brunch. If you're in the so right after- frame of mind and have the energy, that is the funnest place. But I went there after an exhausting park day and had a headache. And went there with it's two loud. two children and whoa okay this is not for me it was so loud and just obnoxious yeah and the it's irish dancers their box right next to your head. yes well they seated us literally right next to the stage and i was like cool this is gonna be great really see the show wow <laughs> yeah and even if you're in the back the irish dancers come with their own wooden box yeah they bring the box in next to your to- table i love it it's so fun <laughs> and the music's fantastic and then around Disney Springs, you can usually find some good drinking opportunities. Yeah, they have usually on all those little, st- there's the stage over between Boathouse and whatever. They had Irish uh, music there and on the main mm-hmm. stage over by the World of Disney, they usually have it going too. So it's all over Disney Springs. And you'll find a lot of the restaurants get into it and have some kind of Irish-themed menu item. Uh, Deluxe Burger does the Dubliner Burger, mm-hmm. which is a beef patty topped with Dubliner cheddar, corned beef, yes. shoestring fried onions, and Irish stout barbecue sauce. It sounds pretty, wow. pretty good. And then they have an Irish cream milkshake. Is that only on St. Patrick's Day? Because now I'm a little miffed. It says available March 1st through the 31st. Sweet. So just the month of March. That will be there. Uh, City Works gets into it and they have a corned beef Reuben, which sounds so I love a Reuben. good. Shaved corned beef, champagne, kraut, whiskey, mustard, Irish stout onions, and Gruyere on marble rye. Mm. This episode is going to make me hungry, you guys. Already there. Yes. Corned and then they also... Food of all times, so... So Just thinking about it in every form that I could eat it. And then they also have one of Mud is my all-time favorite Irish dish, shepherd's pie. I make it every year on St. Patrick's Day. It's, it's, yeah. Let's see. The gelato place does a St. Patrick's Day gelato that, of Magic. course, has some matcha tea in it to make it bright green. A peppermint patty. A slush with mint lemonade and... That's a little Blue racist. Out, <laughs> as long as you spell it with D's and not T's, it's okay. Well, they didn't. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, guys, get it right. 
Not Probably good. put four leaves on their clover too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And then all throughout the parks, you'll find little treats here and there that give pay homage to St. Patrick's Day. Lots of opportunities to eat green food. But I thought a fun thing would be to head over to Flower and Garden and see how many sort of Irish adjacent things you could eat and drink. And I checked out the this year's booths. The UK found a few pub. Things. Just go in there and call yep. it done. Get yourself some <laughs> fish and chips. Order just straight up Guinness, a snake bite. Absolutely. Wait, which one is a snake bite, Dan? That's the Guinness mixed cider. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then you can get a snake bite black, which has black mm-hmm. also or liqueur. You could go traditional black and tan. I love a black and tan. Color. I like all of the mixing. Guinness on its mm-hmm. own is, it's like a flaccid penis. It's, it has good <laughs> intentions, but it's just not quite there. <laughs> there are so many better stouts in the world than Guinness, but when they start mixing them up, it's really excellent. Or just get yourself a shot of Jameson and call it good. Yeah. Jameson Whiskey Sour. Mm-hmm. You know what I've never done? I've just drink. got into that pub in the UK and just stood there and drank. I've eaten dinner there a few times. And I look over and I'm like, why am I not just over there drinking with all these? It's always rowdy and fun in there. It's great. Yeah. I've gotten mm-hmm. you know, drinks from the little takeout thing outside. And they have plenty of that. But it looks mm-hmm. fun just and- to be in the pub drinking. During food, during flower and garden, the little booth outside is called the Cider House, and they have a snake bite there. That place rules. Mm-hmm. And they have a BLT scone, which looks pretty good. It's unfortunate so, that uh, they don't have the Irish booth from, from Food and Wine. This is this some, seems like the perfect thing to have there during this festival, they, right? They had some delicious oh. options there. Mm-hmm. I, I dined from there. Over at the know. Farmer's Feast near Test Track, you can get lamb and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Which sounds delicious and pretty Irish to me. And then actually right across from that is the Sunshine Griddle, which has a corned beef brisket hash. I love corned beef. Hash is so good. Mm. Let's just throw a bunch of crap together. Not too far from there is the Mexico Pavilion, and you can get yourself a green margarita from La Cava. Exactly. Avocado margarita, yeah. Yeah, Hear me out. Hear me out. Potato pancakes in Germany. Yeah. They're made from potatoes. And I know it's a little bit on the nose saying, oh, Ireland and potatoes, but they make the greatest potato dishes there because it's a staple. And it's the literal only thing they grow there. It's not, (laughs) but... (laughs) But okay. Trying to think of some other outside-the-box options. What else can you get over there that's green in Epcot? Money. Something with matcha from... Japan. Oh yeah, they have. They the, always have something. They have here. matcha ice cream there in Japan, and uh, matcha everything. You know what they should make is matcha nachos. Oh, and I would call it matcha nachos <laughs> or ching matcha tortaka. If Dan was naming it, <laughs> why is that T-shirt not up on the site yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we have a site. Yeah. <laughs> At the citrus blossom near the port of entry, 
That would be before the back Mexican. Egg. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Yes. They have a marinated pork belly with avocado cream. There you go. It's, it's pork green. And it's green. I find that you I can get a beer in every country there. So here's pretty right. Irish. And that is very Irish to just have a, a, a beer fest. Drink around the world, but stick to beer and Ooh, raise beer lots of. You go well, to beer garden. Sure. And a Reuben <laughs> is German. But it's got it's corned it's beef. It's got corned beef on it, mm, which is I American love corned beef. Shut your mouth. <laughs> is corned beef actually an American thing? It's not yeah, an Irish. Irish thing? people don't eat. No, it's because they all moved when they immigrated, and they were in New York, and they lived next to the Jews, uh, and so they got that from there. And plus, it's like poor people food. You boil it up with your potatoes and cabbage. I totally had corned beef in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. so I no, know they they know they eat it there now. Yeah. Uh, but they also really love chicken curry. We got chicken uh, yeah. curry all over the place. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot like of curry all over the UK. Yes, they love a good moving on to other places in Walt Disney World where you can get green beverages. I cannot think of what it is, but it at that bar outside Ohana, one of those tiki drinks is green. The, the, oh, at the Tambu. At the Tambu Lounge. Oh, yeah. God, I love that. Really, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, you could just drink wherever you wanted. <laughs> yeah. And, and just change your cheers. You to could just drive the snakes out of wherever, too. If you this is a good, yeah, absolutely. Is it the. <laughs> Maybe I had just had too many. Maybe I just That's had blue. too many tiki drinks, and I thought it was green. That's possible. This is possible. Yeah. Oh, at Magic Kingdom, it's not food. It's not drink. But did you know that the partner statue, Walt Disney, is wearing a clatter ring? <gasps> oh, Stop. yes. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I learned about that when we were at the Disney Studio. They have the reproduction of that thing, and they talked in great depth about the statue. Yeah, and I had one never of the trips. That. Oh, that one is of the so trips cool. that he went with Lillian. I think it was when they also visited Germany and first mm-hmm. monorail. Uh, they visited. I or it's probably when he was filming Robin Hood or one of those early live action things that they filmed in England. They visited Ireland, and uh, he bought a clatter ring. And That's he, fantastic. For the rest of his life, and he actually wore it the wrong way. Is you're supposed to flip it around when you're taken, but he yes. thought it looked. You wear it upside with, down. He, he thought it looked better with the heart pointing out, so he wore it. Or at least that's what he told his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. there is a there is a drink at Rose and Crown. I forgot on their menu is that's called the Leaping Leprechaun, and I normally wouldn't want to touch it because it's got Midori in it to make it green, and that stuff make turns my stomach. But it's like it's Jameson and Midori and sour with Sprite. Yeah, I'm sure it's terrible. But maybe get it and take some photos. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Order it and take some photos for the Instagram and then get yourself some fish and chips and call it good. I like you're in Disneyland. You can visit. The little leprechaun. You know, I thought about that. about that this afternoon. Yeah, the perfect thing would be able to sit there and share a beer with him, but no, Disneyland is dry, so you can't. Yeah, and actually, so is the little man. He gets drunk so easy, so he's out of there. 
Have you ever seen, it's on Disney Plus, to promote Darby O'Gill and the Little People, Walt made a short for the Disneyland TV show where he pretended that he was, he was hunting for the King of the Leprechauns. So he wanted to get in on the action of Darby O'Gill. So he, there's a little kind of, it's like an extension to the movie. It's weird. And they cut in. I, I love that movie. My dad I watched that. loved that movie, movie when I was a kid. I was obsessed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. I watched it recently and I thought, oh, that's not very good. I loved it. Because I love miniature things. Yeah, that's true. true. Does anywhere serve green beer? What is more American than green beer on St. Patrick's They really should have that at Epcot, just out around the thing. I wonder if they do at Rose and Crown. I don't. I I think that's too too authentic. I think you got to go somewhere that's got a, like a more of a real. Or you could just bring your own food coloring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or eat asparagus. That's classy. Uh, gross. No? That's not going to turn your beer green. No. Just your pee. <laughs> yeah, I think you need a real sports bar vibe there. Maybe. Yeah. Why don't they have a Buffalo Wild Wings on the boardwalk? Maybe at Baseline Tap House, they could serve green beer. <laughs> I really think, though, that that would be a good place to go on uh, St. Patty's Day is that Baseline. Have a flight of beer. Have and a few stouts. Green it. beers yeah. seems more like a universal. I was just gonna say, do they have a do they have a St. Patty's Day thing at City Walk? They have that Irish bar in Universal Studios. Pat O'Brien's is at City Walk. What is the one called in in Universal Studios Park? Oh, it's Patio Furniture. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I think after you have lots of beer or whiskey, whichever is your choice, you should go ride Haunted Mansion. Because a lot of the ghosts in there are green. <laughs> so they're Irish. <laughs> is that a bit of a stretch? Yeah, a lot I, of a stretch. I wish like this that bit room. was over. <laughs> I wish we hadn't. <laughs> well, I wish well, we hadn't told that joke. <laughs> that's, that's, that joke out, man. That's fair. I, I don't, it's not a joke. They're, they're green. You could, you could say slouch it to the ghost. You can't have a beer on the ride, though. So I guess I'm, never mind. I don't know. They do a lot of boozing in the ballroom scene. Mm-hmm. There's those guys under. That's true. There's, some of those there's dead the guy under the table. I'm sure. <laughs> Why is that? Is I thought there was a joke. I thought there was a joke coming. Yeah. I was hoping for more. <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. So that's really all I got. My my Irish plans for St. Patrick's Day at Walt Disney World really revolve around Disney Springs and Epcot because that's where all the drinking and the booze is or the food. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to have to start camping out. Yeah, if you want to be right at Raglan, as- if you want to be at Raglan Road on St. Patrick's Day, get in line now. Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to search for some elusive green beer at Walt Disney World. Or maybe visit Ireland for more for a more authentic St. Patrick's Day experience. Key to the World Travel has a leprechaun's pot of gold full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. 
Word of mouth is the best way to grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest news at www.goldkeyadventurers.com. Can't wait to hang out with you again next week, and we'll see you real soon. Bye, y'all. Hola. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.